Oh, why not take a break, pause that game you're playing, and instead listen to Nintendvania. Welcome to Nintendvania, a fortnightly Nintendo gaming podcast. I'm your host, Josh, or JT, if you like. And in this episode, we're discussing Bayonetta Origins has just come out. We're going to profile the game and tell you whether it's worth your time. Doug Bowser was recently interviewed and has some fans worried about what he said about the future of the Switch. The 3DS and Wii U eShop closures are imminent. We're going to chat the fire sales and things to get before it does close. And for Weird Nintendo, would you pay $480,000 for a Pokemon card? More on that later. Um, to help me navigate through this episode, though, I'm joined by a very special guest. This man is a dear friend of mine. He hosts and produces multiple podcasts, including The House of Mario, Crack and Furfies, and A Drew Story. He's my podcaster from another mother. Welcome, Drew Agnew. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. Going good, going good Josh. I don't know. I was <laughs> tripping over my words <laughs> right out the, the map there. But like you said, here to help you navigate the episode. I can't read a map, though, so I don't know how useful I'm going to be. I'm going to be a fucking... I don't know where we are. I'm going to be like Joel on The Last of Us. <laughs> going up with somebody being like, where are we? And holding the, holding the knife to their abdomen. You're fine. I was so good at orienteering back in the day. And uh, I led my year nine camping school excursion team out to win some challenge. And I was holding maps upside down everywhere. I just knew where to go. I can read a map. So ma- map maps are my thing. So yeah. uh, well, I think between us, we're sorted. I had to use one. You know, with the smartphone and that. If I'm in a strange city, I just go, take me to where I need to go, and I just follow it. Yeah, um, yeah. You say, just I'm from I the country. Remember, yeah, I remember going to um the city with my parents, and I had they would have the map out. Mum would be looking where to go, and I would be sort of in the back seat, just observing, like, hmm, this is mm-hmm. it. You know? Me as an adult, this seems a little bit scary, but maybe that's why I'm such a big kid still. I never um, have to use a map not properly. I'm no, that's right. You can read analog time though i can't read analog that's good time. good I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've known people very late in their lives who could not read analog time straight away yeah i, I had a good friend who didn't do didn't read that i think it was um yeah i think there was a bit of something else going on there too but okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> very delicately put there drew that's good <laughs> um you've been well um I want to talk quickly about your uh, New Year's resolution and how you're finishing a lot of games you start because you want to make sure you start something and you finish it off. Um, I think I saw today you, you've done 11 games so far. Is that right? Yeah, some some were smaller games. Some were like yep. one sitting, like finishing the night type of things. And like I feel quite good about it. I finished 11 games, but also other people on Twitter are also you know tracking the games they roll credits on. And they're up to like 25 or Ooh, dear. like 20 something. I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'm going pretty well for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I guess that's the the thing of social media. You're, you're always looking at someone who's... um. There's always a bit, someone be- yeah. who's done someone more. Who's completing more games, someone who's doing something cooler, someone who's uh, prettier, you know, whatever it is. But um, yeah, I feel quite good about it. I had uh, two very specific games. I'm like, I've got to get these finished. They've been in my backlog. There's a third game coming out at the end of next week, and um, I, I'm I'm happy that I was able to hit it. But we'll talk about that when we get there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, you've done very well. I, I love it. You can catalog it, and then you'll you know years to come, you can sort of look at like, oh yeah, I was playing all this, and oh yeah, um, that game came out then, and you know, cool little way to sort of reflect and look yeah. back at it all. And I've always been bad at keeping track of games that I beat, but I'm using an app called GG App, 
where mm. you go on and you can like leave reviews, you can make lists, you can put what games you beat, what games you want to play, what games you're currently playing, all that. But I'm just using it to track what I'm what I'm beating, and I'm doing a list of like my uh, like favorite games or whatever, and I put them in order as I'm going. So when I get to the end of the year, I, I can look out and go, oh, this was this is my favorite game. I don't have to make a a big list at the end of the year, and I can't quite remember, you know, how I felt at the time of playing the game. I just thought, oh, I really like this game. Mm. Three <laughs> stars, four stars, whatever. Put Done. it in its order, and it's uh, all ready to go. Because I know last year, um, you know, last year I had my son, so I had other priorities yes. sort of going on, and I wasn't thinking about making my video game lists. But um, sort of listening to all the Game of the Year discussions, I was – you know, I want to make sure I'm sort of a bit more organized this year because it's a lot of fun to listen to and it's a lot of fun to make. So I just want to, you know, make sure that I'm ready to go. But a lot of the games I'm finishing, they aren't uh, they aren't from this year. Like I've been playing Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Crystal, <laughs> WarioWare, a bunch of Game Boy Advance games, um, especially since the uh, Nintendo Switch Online supports. Yes, now. it's been so good. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Um, and then what? I was looking at Metacritic scores and the best three or up one of the best... Th- top three games for 2023 have been like remasters or remakes of uh, yeah. games 20 years gone, you know. GameCube represents with their Metroid Prime and then Resident Evil 4 now and, um, you know, uh, Dead Space as well. So it's like, it's it's just a year of remasters and remakes so far that are uh, taking the cake in people's uh, time. So Yeah, and I don't mind yeah. that because especially with um, Dead Space, Metroid Prime and Resident Evil 4, they're all games that I'm like, I've been wanting to go back and play. Mm. So I'm pretty stoked that they're just coming out as remasters and we can play them in, you know, their their best quality remastered back in, you know, in 2023. So I'm quite happy about that. Mm. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is a game I play but never finished and this time it might be might be time to actually play the remaster with the updated controls now and, you know, nothing really yeah. there to sort of deter me from getting into it. So um, um, I've got it pre-ordered, ready to go. Yep, nice. Uh, next week, isn't it, for us yep. or a bit after? Yep. yep. So, um, yeah, that's one series I want to get into a bit more Resident Evil. So I think, uh, yeah, 4 might be a good way for me to start, especially with the GameCube Nintendo Link, and, and go from there. Um, before we get into other stuff, I wanted to thank you, Drew, um, for your very nice uh, video you posted as part of your show the other day, thanking... Um, uh, Michaela and I congratulating us, I suppose, for our engagement. Uh, we had a little party the other week. Um, and for those who did not listen to Drew's story, uh, he was sick and uh, could not attend. Um, and he left no detail unturned. And uh, we're, we're watching <laughs> we're watching it for the first time on the couch. And we're laughing and also, like, oh, at the same time, like, oh. Like, uh, I can tell you there's plenty of details we did not go into. Um, uh, yes, I, I think. Not go into. No, thank you. Um, I, I appreciate no, that. No, I will go. No. I will, I will go into one. I was, okay. um, you know, head over the toilet bowl and uh, holding a baby <laughs> at the same time. It was an awful, awful time. Oh, poor Lucas. <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't much better. He was probably needed the toilet as well. Yeah, well, he's the one who gave it to you by the sounds of it. So uh, yeah, He was. He yeah. was a cheeky little man. Yes. Mean too. Bloody gastro, <laughs> but... um. It was very unfortunate you weren't there. I was I was looking forward to having you there and showing you, um, meet le- introducing you to some of my fellow friends. Um, mm. but uh, that's all right. It's how it goes. Um, and we're yeah, going to make yeah, up for I'm it really next d- month. Mm, I'm really disappointed that I couldn't go. I was, I really needed it, especially after a a rough week. I just mm. really needed just uh, a bit of fun. But, uh, yeah, it was just bad timing as far as uh, <laughs> getting something like that, getting an illness. 
But um, yeah, I'm glad you guys had a great time. I'm sure uh, from a couple of photos that you shared, it looks like a great night. Mm, it um, was. Yeah. No. Just uh, no. yeah, it's very very surreal having all your loved loved family and friends in in one spot, and so worlds mm-hmm. colliding with Michaela's side and my side as well, and so um, thankfully the heat uh did not last until Saturday. It was this was the week for those in South Australia. Monday to Friday was just thirty five to forty degrees all week, and then the Saturday um finally uh, cooled down with twenty five, and it was just a beautiful day, and uh, everything just uh, worked out perfectly. So. Very, very lucky in the end with how it worked out. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it turned out well. And uh, <laughs> I dare say you're also glad I didn't show up with my um my gastro. My I friend. mean, hey, everyone, that's very hey, true. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, the party crasher. Uh, grandma does not need that. Is going to be bad. Oh God, I could do only and only imagine how bad that would have been. Um, no. So thank you for staying at home, Drew. No worries. Um, much appreciated. Time, I'll stay at home uh, um, <laughs> as, as much as I need yep. for everyone. Yep. Um, we're going to record a heaps good later today. We're going to talk a bit about what we're doing next month. So if you want to listen to that, we're going to meet up and do some things. Um, so listen to that recording when we uh, do that and uh, send it out onto the interwebs. But uh, Drew, what have you... Uh, uh, I want to talk to you a bit about your Atelier games because um, we're, we're going to talk about what we've been playing and so you've been just finishing off the second game, is that correct? Because the third one's out next week? Yep, yeah, so yeah, last night I've just finished the second game in the Atelier Riser series and I, I, was, um, I, I was very happy to finish it last night because I, I was, uh, when I got to the last boss, I was like, oh, it's the last boss because I, I knew I was on a time crunch mm. and I was making great time. I finished the first game back in January I had a little bit of a break, played some other games in between when I started the second game. Um, but then Gastro hit and a couple of other things hit. And I was like, all right, now, you know, I've got two weeks or so into, until the third game. So I'm like, I'm on a bit of a time crunch. These games are, you know, they're, they're not super, they're not long at all. Mm. Like for JRPGs are about 30 hours to do the main story. You can spend a lot more time doing, um, like doing side quests and doing everything. You probably put 100 hours into the game if you want to do absolutely everything i'm sure and, um, yeah but i was like all right, i just i want to do a fair few side quests as i go along because a lot of the the good sort of character moments and story is in the side quests, just with the interactions as you go along um but yeah very happy to finish the main story and ready for rise of three but uh yeah these games are just really nice jrpgs going through and um the whole sort of game is based around the alchemy system which is you know you're going into the overworld you're gathering items as you go on you come back to your atelier and um, you can use recipes to make certain items and these items include your weapons your armor your items that you use in battle your healing items absolutely everything that you use in the game even from gathering um, other items it's all sort of crafted in the game and it's very in-depth, and it's certainly a game that I have Google just handy all the time. <laughs> I'm like, where can I get this recipe? Where can I find this item? Because a lot of the time, you, you've got the recipe, and you can't make it because you're missing one specific item. Like, all right, where do I get it? Oh, God, and, okay, um, yeah. So, like, where do I get the sapling branch? I just need a branch. <laughs> <laughs> so, you search that up, I've got to go to this area. And fortunately, the game is really great with its um, traversal. 
uh, traversal, how you yep. can actually like, if you've been to an area, you just hit like the uh, plus button, brings up the world map, you go to it, you just instantly spawn to it and you just run, don't get it. Then you press the plus button, you go straight back to your atelier, you can make it. So you can just jump around all the areas that you've visited extremely easily. Cool, that's so good. I really appreciate that. And um, this game came out in 2021. There was a game that came out in a different trilogy in the Atelier series, um, Atelier Sophie 2. And I played about 15 hours of that game before I dropped it. Um, but that game, they introduced a sort of mechanic in the game where you can check the overworld and it shows you all the items that you can find in those areas. So yeah. they do sort of um, fix that problem problem I have with um, these two games where you know, you're constantly on Google just looking where you can get these items. So hopefully in Rise of 3, they will introduce that as well, where you, especially since these brand new worlds, they're going to be so big. It's going to be open zone where you can just free roam, run around, similar to what I'd imagine Pokemon Legends Arceus, where it yes. lets you run around and yeah. um, gather and um, take down enemies and stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to maybe a little bit more guidance of where you can find certain things because that's my main problem, just like, where can I find these these items? But apart from that, just when you're actually, um, when, once you've got everything, you're gathering, you're doing the alchemy, it's really sort of rewarding doing it, how like you put the certain items into the little slots and it's got like a little bit of a tree, how you can fill out the items. You can sort of do the different traits or the different abilities that your um, weapons or your armor is going to have. And yep. uh, it's, a lot more in depth than what I know how to use. I'm watching people on YouTube, how they really min max every little element of their loadout for all their characters. And they do like a really sort of awesome, awesome strategy and stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, for the most part, I'm like, oh yeah, that ability looks good. Oh, I don't have enough. Well, or you just find fine. something that you're good with and you're happy with it. Is that to, yeah. 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 And in some ways, um, if I'm feeling a little bit lazy, especially when I'm on a time crunch, I just uh, really, I kind of wish it was just like a normal RPG. I pick up a sword. Ah, oh, cool. This is a good sword. Put it on my character yeah. and move on. But um, you've got to work for like your items a lot more. Like you're literally going to make them and find everything for them. But I, I kind of really enjoy that. I really, um, I think it's unique and fun. And uh, it is rewarding just uh, doing the crafting. And I'm typically not a crafting fan, really. Um, even something a lot more basic like Animal Crossing. I think just constant mm. crafting your like shovels and that and they're breaking and stuff. I think that's really annoying. Yep. Yep. I'm really um, sorry, Drew. I think Michaela's at the door. So I might get you to talk for 15 seconds if that's all right. Oh, yeah. No, go for it. 15 seconds, I'll time you. No, not really. Yeah, but I've been just really enjoying the game. It's been a lot of fun. But sort of the, the best aspect of um, the Riser games, I feel like, is just like the characters and story. I think the... The story, it's, it's re relatively laid back. It's based around just exploration and hanging out with friends and um, really enjoying being with people that you love. And for the most part, there's not like a big bad enemy. It's not like, um, you know, Final Fantasy VII where there's like Sephiroth and he's looming in the distance the whole time and he's a part of the story. Like the final boss sort of just appears at the end. You're like, oh, this is a big bad guy. Take it down. But it's mainly about just like the journey and it's pretty laid back for a JRPG, which I really like. And all the characters are fun, warm, sweet. And uh, I don't know. I really just uh, really like it. So this is uh, definitely a series that's you know, one of my favorites now, now that I've finished uh, a couple of the games in the series. That's great. You've uh, like really gone into it. So um, 
I get what you mean with uh, not fully utilizing aspects of the game as well because I feel like the same with Xenoblade Chronicles like there's so much to it and if like if if I had no other games to play and this is the one I solely wanted to focus on like there's so much you could really get into and understand and and customize and and really I suppose optimize max out the way you play the game so um sounds like it's a very similar thing here a lot lot going on a lot to um remember and, and and learn but you don't have to learn it all is that to that's the oh, vibe yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's um, because yeah. in Atelier Riser Two, there's a, a skill tree that um, when you either take down uh, ruins, whereas in the game you're you're going into ruins, you're getting clues, you put the clues into place, and that gives you points that you can use on your skill tree. And you also, when you're crafting every item that you craft, you get points that you can put into your skill tree, and you're filling it out. So you, you can learn recipes, you can learn different um basically get skills and all this thing from your skill tree yeah um, so it works for combat and recipes and crafting and everything in the game so it's very important to fill this out and decide which direction to go in um at the start to really get the most out of it mm. but um it, it's it's a there's i was getting tutorials like in the last few hours just unlocking stuff in the skill tree and i get a tutorial i'm like it's a little bit over my head now like it's, yeah <laughs> I, I, I could spend like another 50 hours in the game and really get to know it. Um, but, you know. You're as good. As an <laughs> who's um, got a, a pretty short ex- attention span who wants to move on to other games, it's uh, a little bit trickier because I think a lot of us say we don't have time, but we do have time. We just uh, need to dedicate all that time to the one game. Yeah, it's, it's less of a priority yeah. for you at that stage, isn't it? Um yeah. When I'm 80% into an RPG and ready for it to be done, I'm more than happy to skip a few aspects mm-hmm. that get a bit more technical to, to finish the game. So, um, and that's good. And then you got the, so the one next week, are you going to get fatigued over too much Atelier? Is that a possibility? You're going to start? Not sure. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm, I'm not sick of, I'm not sick of the second one at the moment. I just, yeah, I don't know if I want to like go back into it and hundred percent or not. Yeah. I, I don't think I have time for that. I think I need like another 15 hours to do all the side quests and um, just maximize everything. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to happen, but I'd like to. Whether I, I'd like to go back to it, but I know that when's, when's, when is there going to be a break in game releases or just like me on a, a gaming holiday to like do that? I don't think that's going to happen. Just I'd doesn't like exist. To, I really would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess I don't have to play the third game straight away, but I want to. You want to. I'd that's all right. To. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, Oh, it's uh, that's exciting. That's coming. I think um, I think I saw that. Uh, I think you, you might have tweeted this that the first two games have sold 1.6 million copies between them, and they're really happy with that. The developers, and so um, I mean that's a bit smaller compared to a lot of other sort of, especially for Nintendo standards. That's pretty small, but for this uh, um, developer, um, you know that's that's a really good thing. They're really happy with it. Um, I even recall you saying, you know, a lot of. Uh, Companies will say they're disappointed with sales, and so this is one of those times where no, no, we're happy. We're happy with our 1.6 million. It's yeah, it's it's big, but still niche, you know. Yeah, no, it's good to say because, like the Atelier games before Riser, um, the first Riser game came out in 2020. Before then, they were like Riser was a big step up, just in just in mechanics, in just overall look, graphics, feel. Just everything about it, like the games before, they were pretty B, C grade. Like yep. it wasn't like a fa- it had its fans, but it was 
a lot more niche because there was like a time limit on doing the story. Like if you don't do it in a certain time limit, the game's over. Like if you don't, you've got three days to craft these items and do like a certain quest. But if you go over that time, the game, the game's over. Like you get a game mm. over screen. So it was like, it's pretty hardcore. And with like the lack of direction, like even in the, even in the new game for, well, there's a lot of direction, but back then there was no direction. You don't know where to get certain items and all this, but you've got a time limit on top of that. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like a nightmare. That doesn't sound like fun <laughs> at all. But um, it's like on. a sort of a big step up. It was a big step up and, you know, Gust and Koei Tecmo were rewarded for, you know, just stepping up the quality and making it a little bit little bit more casual for some people to just play like a normal game. Okay, yeah. A bit, bit, bit more so. welcoming. Yes, that's good. That, uh, that's how you get it to a, a bit of a more mainstream appeal. So that's good. Um, it's funny too because I'm just, when I talk about it, um, I feel like I feel like no one else has played this game at all. But <laughs> posting about it on Twitter, everyone's like, oh, there's few people being like, yeah, I'm keen for Rise of 3 next week. I'm like, oh, this is, this is nice. It's not just me. <laughs> There's other people out there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I've, n- I've not played them. I only I only know about the series through you, so it's very much a, yeah, um, only know it through your experience. And so, um, yeah, no, that, that's that's good, Drew. There's, uh, you know, the other people out there in the Twitter sphere for you, for, for Atelier. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just like anybody that wants to maybe give the third game a go, um, next week when it comes out, you probably probably can play it. You'll be missing like a lot of the like the backstory between all the characters. But I'd say that the overall story isn't that important in the game. It is very much just like like the first game is a coming of age story for all of the characters. And for me, that was really touching. Just like especially Riza, she's a she's a daughter who grew up on a farm. She's got big ambitions to become um, an alchemist and that story actually really kind of touched me in some ways because okay. i'm like i could relate to it i'm like oh wow that's like when the credits rolled i'm like that was pretty cool just from a character growth perspective the overall story is not like oh my god there's mysteries that are intriguing and all that but it wasn't like i don't know like some other jrpg where the story just blows you away um but the two games it's just about the growth of the characters and you probably will miss that that is something that will be um will be missed and you'll be missing those contexts for all of the characters because it's a party of 11 characters in the new game and um 11 yeah most yeah. of them you know some are some are new characters but i would say you probably can jump into the new game and just play it that way and all the mechanics and that will be will be i guess will be a bit better as well as um maybe bringing new people into it with uh being able to see where the items and that are on the overall map hopefully yeah that's good let us know how you go. Um, listen to Drew's show, The House of Mario. He'll talk about it in more detail, I'm sure, over the episodes to come as he uh, dig, well, does a deep dive into it, I suppose. Puts some, a lot of hours, I would imagine, into the game. So um, for, for me, though, uh, I've been all about the Metroids of late. It's been a Metroidvania month for me, which makes Josh a very, very happy boy. And so I... Um, with these Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games coming out, um, they launched it with Metroid 2 Return of Samus, and uh, we only just recently got um, Metroid Fusion for the GBA, and so um, you were talking about maps and not being able to use them or read them. Um, I had to use a map for Metroid 2 Return of Samus because uh, that was a OG Game Boy game, came out in 91, and it had no map system in the game, and so you are just wandering around as Samus um, on this 
green, I'm going to say green and black kind of screen with that filter. Um, just wandering around, trying to kill all 40, I say 40 because well, it's not really 40, but all 40 Metroids um, to get to the end of the game. Um, I tried to do it for as long as possible without opening up a map, getting a guide or anything, and it, I just I couldn't even finish the first area without um, opening up the map. I was uh, missing, uh, I'd missed a Metroid I hadn't killed, and I thought I'd gone into the area, but I hadn't, evidently. And so, um, cool that I got to experience it that way, um, you know, with the save states of Nintendo Switch Online. This is the most approachable and easiest way to play these games. And so... Um, yeah, I had my phone out, was looking around, going through each area, ticking things off, and um, just just it, it's a really fun game actually for those maybe who haven't tried it. Um, if you like your Metroidvanias, the Metroid Two with with with, with your map out is uh, is quite a good time, and and it's a simple thing, you know, you're just going around killing the Metroids, you get your upgrades, um, you know, it's just a little a few differences to other Metroid titles, you know, the the beams aren't stackable, you got to switch them out. Things like that. Um, you you got to go to certain uh, areas of the map to recharge your ammo and your health and uh, and all that. So um, great music, just just a really sort of a fun time that I I think um, you know I'm just going through my Metroids now, trying to finish them all off. And I think the first one's the only OG mainline one that I haven't finished yet. Um, I'm up to Mother Brain. Um, I don't think I have enough health though, and I'm just getting absolutely decimated by uh, <laughs> the the security system before Mother Brain. I'm calling it so. Um, so that that's been great, and then uh, Fusion as well, which is um, I think a great way to get into the series because it's a really sort of linear, uh, more linear um, game than the other Metroids, and so. Um, 20 years old already. I can't believe it, but uh, it just it's just a really atmospheric and eerily sort of scary alien-like um metroid and um i I think it's it's a a really good time it really sort of moves the story of metroid forward in a really different way to the others had in the series um and then is the obviously the precursor to metroid dread metroid 5 so um pretty short game smash that out in a few hours as well um and i thought i had done really well with the item collect because it will tell you um yeah percentage collected at the end and I only had 57% and I thought it was really good and so um so you're like thought you were in the 90s you're like oh, God, oh yeah well yeah I thought I thought at least 70s to 80s and 57% so you know I've I missed a lot of areas evidently and so um what I like to do is I like to get all the upgrades and then explore the the whole map and you can't quite do that in this it's kind of sectioned off and so once you get past a certain point you can't access the other areas and so oh, okay um I, I did forget about that, and so I need to, on my next playthrough, I'll try and do it a bit earlier just to go around and um, and explore everything. So um, I do want to say that the final battle against the SAX is a bit of a joke, and uh, the amount of damage that SAX can give to you is pretty uh, brutal, and so um, I, I had to find a way to not cheat but know where to position myself, and so the SAX <laughs> could uh, barely hurt me, and so that, that, was, that was good. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could have done it without it, but um, uh, yeah, so no, a great time. Um, and then between that and then obviously Metro Primary Master, but then also um, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. I re- want to give this DLC a really good shout out. Um, uh, Castlevania has been a new series for me of late over the last couple of years, but just um, 
when I heard about this last year at the Game Awards, they announced the DLC was coming for this. Um, I'm like, what the hell is Dead Cells? And so I looked it up and <laughs> thinking, holy hell, how, how have I not heard about this game? Um, I should be like playing so much of this. And so I got it for free as part of PlayStation Plus. And uh, um, that's the only free bit I've gotten out of it because I paid for every single piece of DLC since. Um, enjoyed it got that much. Got Yeah, they got me hook, line, and sinker. And so... Um, or, or part of the title that's, you know, it's Castlevania elements added into it. it it's a perfect partnership and, you know, it's it, it's it's kind of like, you know, of course Dead Cells made this game with these sorts of, like, Castlevania series in mind and um, it, it just shows that the partnership between them has been very, very cool. Um, so this gives you a couple of new biomes, I suppose, um, as you go through your path to get to the very end and then you've got an alternative ending to face Dracula himself. Um, so I've completed the first part of the DLC. I'm onto the second now. Um, for those who get confused with it and are playing, um, you can only do a Castlevania section of a, of your run once per run, and so you got to do the first biomes together, finish your run, and then when you do your second run, don't do those biomes. You keep going your normal way till you get to Clock Tower, I believe, and then you get the chance to face off um, against Dracula. So, okay, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it was a bit confusing trying to read the the wording explaining it. Um, yeah, because uh, I was a little yeah. bit confused because I I love Dead Cells and like they've been doing a bunch of mm. DLC. I'm like, how does that work? Do you just go into a different door at the start, or I was is it entwined into like just the normal base game as you're running through? Yeah, I was a little bit confused just like with mm. all the DLC, let alone this part here. But yeah, no, I, I'm I'm keen to check this out. Um, mm. I always sort of use Dead Cells as like a, I viewed it just like as like a pick up and play high score game. I never actually like, all right, I'm going to finish this, <laughs> pick it up and see how far I can get. Like, oh, cool, man. That's, that's good. Yeah. Like, oh, I beat this boss and I'm um, dead um, the next level after, but it was always so much fun. I've, it's probably the best feeling 2D game I've ever played. It feels oh, amazing. It does, doesn't it? It's just so smooth and, 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 uh, and all the weapons and upgrades out. Uh, have been amazing and then i can only imagine um oh, it's really good now but like i imagine like at the start it was a bit more bare bone with the stuff and they've just keep kept adding content and so th there's so many weapons um and there's like 14 or so they've added for this castlevania stuff as well and it's um you're right you just want to keep right, going through it yeah mm. oh, i've got to play this man I, i'm you got to do it yeah even if you're not on big on castlevania i think yeah. it's just um really fun and they've, they've done it well yeah, no, um, I'm keen to play it because it's been on my list. I just, yeah, I've I've been been focused to get these JRPGs out the way, but yes. I'm very keen to get into Metroid. I think Metroid um, Fusion is going to be a great palate cleanser. Mm. I didn't realize it was that short either. It's probably going to be like a 15 hour game for me. No. <laughs> no I, I, yeah, I did. Metroid. I did it in my, my clear time was four and a half hours in game, but on yep. the, like actual real time, I think it was close to six seven hours, and so yeah, okay. Um, pausing and yeah, like pausing that. and yeah. you know, like I reset because I've like I died halfway through a boss, and so I've just oh, okay. loaded the yeah. save state to the start of the boss battle to do it again. Think things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's really good. Um, you just got to make sure you know it's um, there's certain tropes to Metroids, and you know you got to like the whole idea that you got to bomb everything, you got to put missiles into everything is a thing, and so you know if you're stuck. Use your power bombs. Use your normal bombs, missiles to shoot things, and uh, yeah. thing, things things will Prime disappear. Well. You got to you got to scan everything. Like I, I haven't played through Metroid Prime properly yet. Yeah, played it. 
they haven't played it properly. Yeah. Um, like the idea of just having to scan everything and missing things because you didn't scan them and whatever. That doesn't sound like fun at all. That sounds. That sounds like my OCD is just gonna just grub 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 me grab me by the nuts. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna make you feel so bad while you're playing this game. There is a bit of that. Yep. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to do everything. Um, because a lot of it is subtext and that's how you get a bit of an idea of the Chozo and, and what's going on with that. But you're right. You have to scan certain things to progress to get to the next nothing. area. Like nothing. Just like, I want 0%. I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> this OCD nightmare yep. trying to encourage in uh, this, this game. I, I want no part of it. But um, <laughs> I'm very keen to play Metroid Prime. You should. It's it's uh, a great time. Um, I, need, I need to dedicate the time. So well. If I fall off of it, I'll have no idea where I am. Yeah. No idea what's going on. I don't know where I've got to backtrack to. I won't know shit. So I just got to make sure that if I'm playing it, that is the game I'm playing for the week. Yeah, and just focus on it. No, that's, yeah. that's a good idea. So, um, yeah, so th- that's been my month. I've had a great time. Um, I will beat Dracula. I've gotten close i got to the medusa battle and i got absolutely hit up and destroyed within 15 seconds um uh i mean you meant to attack her from behind and i was but just uh she kept attacking me from front and i wasn't dodging fast enough and i had an extra life as well but that didn't matter i just got absolutely bamboozled and, and that, that sucks about dead cells sometimes is you have a great run and then you fa- face one boss or you make one mistake and, th- and then you then you're done so um it's over. Yeah. It, it is over so uh um well, that's great. I'm in the castle, and there's so many Symphony of the Night references, and you, you, like, maybe a little spoiler, but uh, you know, you get to see Dracula a bit earlier on, and you know, he's doing things to try and stop you, and you know, like things like oh, cool. make, turning yeah. the screen upside down for ten seconds, which is a Symphony of the Night reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The castle's upside down, um, throwing fireballs and bats with you, um, summoning el- elite monsters for you to kill, and so, um, you know, it's a little bit of a like, oh, oh, there's a Dracula, um, just uh, trying to attack you, so. Um, They've done it so well. I, even from the opening titles, you know, you got the when you start a level, you got the Rondo of Blood kind of uh, typography and the uh, logo at the start there. So um, you can tell they're fans. They've done a really good job with the Konami here, and I hope it leads to more Castlevania games or more Castlevania-like things like this. So um, I think um, I think Motion Twin actually approached Konami to do it as well. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, Konami like yeah, you know. We're, we're, we're busy making uh, gambling machines, but uh, you can uh, you can do it on our behalf. That's fine. So yeah, no, we'll, we'll get it royalty. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, nice, nice fat check. Thank you very much. So um, at least someone's doing something ourselves. with the yeah with the IP. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been um yeah. like speaking of Metroid. I think I'm thinking about playing with this controller too. I've got a, a, a what's it called a Retro Fighters Battler G. GC. Mm. It's like a modernized um, GameCube controller that you can use on your Switch and PC and stuff. So I'm going to see what it feels like playing Metroid Prime. I feel like I'm going to go back and um, play it with this instead of just the normal Switch controls. Yeah, do it. Because it's, it's got a, a, it's yeah. got the proper second stick there, doesn't it? Because the C stick yeah. on the GameCube controller is a little, uh, yeah, it, little it worse for wear. It kind of feels like just like a Switch Pro controller, but it's got, got like the GameCube mm. um, button layout. Um, on it, which I quite enjoy. It actually feels really good for Smash Brothers Ultimate and Mario Kart. Oh yeah, yeah. I played it the other day. I actually kind of want to play it with this controller. I didn't buy it Do for it. Switch necessarily. I bought it for um, emulation on PC mainly because I want to go back and play like a bunch of games on there. But as far as like Metroid Prime goes and Nintendo games, I actually might play pretty well. Yeah, I think it would. 
Yeah. yeah. And you chose a good color with the spice orange. Oh, That's spice uh, orange. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful. Love it. I um I was I was looking at getting one. I, I really want a spice orange GameCube, like a like a real GameCube. Yes. Yeah. But yep. Japan only, region locked. Jesus Christ, it's uh doesn't yeah. make it easy for <laughs> especially especially if you want one which uh maybe has some mods in it. Yeah. HDMI and stuff. Yeah. Make, make it so because uh, I've got a GameCube, but it's um, playing games on it. It's, it's way too blurry. I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't. I, I was playing Mario Sunshine. Like, I can't really see it. <laughs> how, how do kids in the day deal with it? Goodness gracious, you know. I don't know. We did. Yeah. You're playing Sunshine. You know, you could just play it on the Switch now. Yeah. Oh, well, th- this was a while ago. I had it. Oh, a while ago. Okay. This yep. wasn't recent, but yeah. I, uh, yeah. I plugged it in. I'm like, I might just play it another way. But yeah, on Switch now, obviously, I'll play it on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to do it. So, um, I know, right? And then, uh, you know, remember the whole 60 hertz, 50 hertz uh, option at the start of the game? Oh, yeah, it's that is crazy. Did it make I, much of um, a difference? I don't know. I, I bought a bunch of GameCube games off of um, some guy on Facebook Marketplace. I went to his house and he just had, he had a wonderful Nintendo collection. I'm like, so why are you selling it, man? Like, seems, seems like, you know, you're s- such a big fan. What he was doing is he was selling his power copies. And he was buying um, North American copies because of the 60. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, that is dedication. Like, surely you could just have your collection and just be like, all right, I'm going to um, play it in 60, 60 hertz otherwise. Correct. Yeah. That's, that is that uh, is next level. Uh, I love the I'm GameCube. You, and if it's you really care about of... how it looks, you can run it at 4K, <laughs> 120 frames or 60 frames or whatever you whatever you set it to other methods I'm, I'm telling you that you don't have to resell the disc buy it from north america which is the prices i don't know what they were if this was a few years ago now it might have been four or five years ago would have been all right then these games but it might not have been too bad but it still wouldn't have been cheap no it wouldn't have been cheap no that's all right so but but it's also not 600 bucks for pokemon xd yep yep <laughs> Yeah, because uh, there was someone here who was selling their GameCube collection as well. This is a different guy. He was sell- He had everything, everything that you could think about. I'm like, and I, I sent him a message like, "How much would you want for the lot?" Like, just um, I was thinking like five grand, which was con- way that was about half a lot. He yeah, ten, he wanted t- ten grand. I'm like, I can't spend ten grand on GameCube. Yeah, games. I just <laughs> like unless I you're a reseller, just, I just can't. Yeah, unless can't yeah. justify that. No, no. But I'd like to justify that. I'd love. It'd be, it'd be great to have the option and the yeah. uh, the financial freedom to feel like you could. That'd be. Yeah. Uh, and he he sent me a list of just like all of the the prices for all the games. I'm like, WarioWare, like it was sealed. It was five hundred bucks. Yeah. Pokemon XD, I think it was four hundred bucks. No, that wasn't sealed at all. Um, no. I'm 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 looking at like, whoa, I wouldn't mind uh, Paper Mario, like two hundred and fifty bucks. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I wish I was there at the time. Yes. Um, I was so close, but... Yeah, I, I got it for 70 bucks, Paper Mari, four years ago. So, yeah, nice. really really yeah. good condition. So, um, And even at the time, you're like, 70 bucks? Yeah, it, it was cheap at the time as well. It was like 50 bucks uh, under what Mark was asking. So, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. I, I was about to say, you, you might have been like, oh, look, 70 bucks. I could get like a brand new game for that. No, but, I was pretty happy with that. That was a good yeah. uh, gum tree. Oh, spotted that. I'm jumping on... Getting in the car, buying that straight away. How so, many, how many more naive people are selling GameCube stuff at garage sales than that? That's what I need to know. Like, mm. 
I need some naive people to take it. Yes, the yeah, that 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 is the way to do it, isn't it? Um, yeah. Next, yeah. oh, there won't there won't be many where you live, so maybe next time you're no. up here in Adelaide, there's always always one. On I the think weekend. there was honestly maybe twenty GameCubes down here. Yeah, like I, the GameCube was just so such a mythical item. Mm. Mine was one of them because I only lived seventy five minutes away from you, so uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, you moved away now. There was, then there was nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I always look at the GameCube as like such a mythical thing because mm. everybody had a Nintendo sixty four in my friend group and a PlayStation two. Yeah. So like, not really thinking about what the companies and all all of that were. It's just like the next step up was the PlayStation two. They had the better graphics. That was the in thing at the time. That's what everyone played their games on. But there was one person I knew out of everybody who had a GameCube, and he wasn't like he wasn't like a good friend, but he was a mutual friend. Yeah. So maybe there was a couple of times where I was hanging out with one of my friends. We went over to his place, and he had the GameCube. He had Wind Waker and Super Smash Brothers, and it was like I'm seeing a Nintendo 64, but awesome graphics. Yes. Like what is this? Like, what is this? I, I, yeah. I really wanted one so bad, like especially when I found out there was Pokemon Pokemon games on it, and it could link with your Game Boy Advance games because. I was all about Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald at the yeah. time. All the different color controllers. Um, I don't know. It was, you know, DVD cases as well, mini discs. I, don't, I just, the GameCube controller looked so cool and it was great to hold. Just, uh, yeah. I love the GameCube controller. It's one of my favorite controllers. It's yep. just, it feels like the tactile feel of it feels amazing. And that's why I wanted like a, a modernized controller for it. Um, on, on this controller though, it does have like standard triggers similar to what's on like a DualShock 4 yep. PlayStation. But in some ways, it's good because a lot of my gaming is around around people. And if you remember those triggers, they're so clacky. Like they make so much noise. Yeah, yeah. So if I if I'm playing like Star Fox or something, I'm like click 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 as I'm like I'm click 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 click. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's even sunshine. Don't have that. Yeah. yeah, using yeah. the trigger for flood all That's the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you get four people playing Super Smash Brothers. It's <laughs> a big party. Everyone's screaming at TVs. Everything's clacking. It's a good time. Yeah, good time. I reminisce over that. Uh, yes, that's uh, that's my childhood right there. So, um, next month we can we could try some of this, Drew, in, with our plans. Yeah, we can clack all night. We're clack all clacking. night. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right, we'll uh, keep the show moving. Let's um, let's go over a new release acquired. This the segment where we profile and discuss the latest high-profile Nintendo game that's just come out. It's new release acquired, and this episode it is for Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon. Uh, I had I was completely surprised when this was first announced, also at the Game Awards, just like Dead Cells Castlevania DLC. Um, this came out of nowhere. Uh, we had just had Bayonetta three come out and release, and uh, Platinum Games. Um, we're working on this on the side at the same time as well. And so, um, Bayonet Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon for the Switch is a vibrantly illustrated storybook adventure about the enchanting tale of a young trainee of the dark arts. Players can now join Cereza and her demon Chechir on a journey through the fairy field forest in to discover the origins of the titular Umbra Witch. Long before she would become known as Bayonetta, Cereza threw caution to the wind and ventured into the perilous Avalon Forest in the hopes of saving her imprisoned, Im- imprisoned mother. Coordinating her and Cheshire's unique abilities is the key to o- overcoming the forest's many tricks, traps, and especially 
Tierna Nogs. Illusionary dungeons that will put Cerezo and Cheshire's teamwork to the test. Elemental cores found during the adventure will enhance the duo's capabilities further, opening new ways to explore the forest and advancing their combative strategies. So yeah, that's pretty well the gist of the game. You're um, On your left stick, you're controlling Cerezo. On your right stick, you're controlling uh, Cheshire, the demon that Cerezo has. And so... Um, with a lot of that, uh, you're moving around, you're trying to solve puzzles, traversing through the map. Um, each one's got different abilities. Serays is more so with the magic and can stall beasts, um, things like that. And Cheshire's attack, attack, attack. Um, but you'll throw one another around to, to jump ledges, um, to climb across things. And so, um, yeah, that, that's it's very much the gist of the game. It's so different to a Bayonetta um, hack and slash, devil may cry kind of like game. And so um, it has been a little bit mixed in the reviews from what I've seen so far. Um, it's got an 80 on Metacritic, which is pretty solid, uh, but we're seeing scores of 7 out of 10 from Nintendo Life, a 9 out of 10 from IGN, um, 8 out of 10 from Press Start Australia, and then a 3.5 out of 5 from Vooks. So um, I'm about halfway through Chapter 3, so... Um, early days still um i'm enjoying the whole storybook kind of vibe because uh, I, I think the bayonetta story um and, and and that they realize this too um fits in really well with this kind of um story that they're trying to tell and so um you got that a little bit with the cut scenes and some of the earlier things in the bayonetta series um before you actually did the actual gameplay but uh, here is you know they're taking all those elements putting it together and explaining this early side to Cereza. so um Drew, what was your sort of early impressions when this game got announced? I was mainly just surprised because yeah, mm. Bayonetta three just come out, so so cool soon. to see. And um, I, I love this the aesthetic of the of the game. It looks really nice. Um, I've got it loaded up on my Switch, ready to go. Um, and I, I had a look on just how long to beat, how long it will take to beat the game. I think it's roughly estimated about fifteen hours or so. So that yeah. seems like a good sort of palate cleanser for me to get into. So I might jump into this. Also, got to finish up Dead Space, but. I haven't finished that game because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it's a bit I, scary. Actually, I, I don't really want to... I actually don't want to play it, but I want to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm keen to play this. It looks looks great. And my first sort of impression is that it reminded me of Okami. It's like the whole yes, art style of it. Very much. And probably even more specifically, um, Okami Den, which was a um, a prequel to Okami where you played as um, Adam Ritsu's little cub. Um, oh, it was a sequel. Mm. Um, yeah, where you played as Adam Ritsu's cub. And uh, you're going around. It looked looks very similar. Like DS, DS was very crude as far as its 3D graphics went, but the art style really helped that game shine. It looked quite nice, especially at the time, and it had like sort of a similar perspective and all that. And especially with like Okami being made by, um, you know, people who were involved in going into Platinum Games and making Bayonetta. It's like well, it's got some of that DNA in it as well. Mm. So yeah, right. I'm pretty keen to play this. I think it looks great. I haven't played it yet. But um, I'm glad it's getting good reviews because um, when I was looking at on Metacritic and actually seeing what people were saying about it, it's actually the reviews that at the very bottom who had it like 50s out of 100. How they said like it was like, you know, Okami lights and basically like it, you know, it, it doesn't really offer much for Bayonetta fans as far as like the combat and that goes. Well, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> That that was uh, the review that sort of sh- shone the most. Right, cool. 
Yeah, I think I think you got to go into this thing knowing that it is a completely different type of game to the Bayonetta, and so you're going to get more story pieces that will fill in the gap or sort of appease you as a Bayonetta fan. Um, but uh, you know, it 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 it's kind of like the Legend of Zelda in a way. It's become an action adventure game. You kind of got to solve these puzzles as you go through, and so. Um, yeah, it's very different, and so that's you know good to sort of temper expectations like that. Is it's not you know it is a spin-off of a game, Bayonetta Origins now instead of just Bayonetta, and so um, something to keep in mind. But I, I just love that Platinum Games wanted to make this. This it, it feels like an indie kind of spin on a on a game, like um, uh, definitely not a Nintendo kind of thing. And so I think Platinum have definitely you know that this is the kind of game they wanted to make and brought it to Nintendo, and uh, obviously got the green light to make it. Um, and here we are now. I wish Nintendo did partner with other studios to make similar things like this for their big IPs, you know. Um, you know, something like the Cadence of Hyrule, you know, how we got, um, you know, Nintendo uh, Zelda IP done by a different developer and, you know, the whole rhythm kind of game. Um, we don't get a lot of that with the kind of the bigger one, bigger games. And so, um, you know, give, give it something, give, give, give an IP to a smaller team. Um, you know, keep, keep keep the mainline stuff to the you know know hows at Nintendo, um, the teams who know what they're doing, making the make, making the good stuff. But uh, these kind of different experiences are are really cool to see. And so, um, yeah, I'm I'm seeing a lot of uh, great feedback on how visually stunning it is. It, it is very much you know you open up a book to a, a fairy tale, and this is uh, the story. It's got beautiful narration and voice acting, um, and, and just a cool way to know sort of more about Cereza before she goes become Bayonetta. Um, uh, you know, it, it's quite. Uh, she, she's very innocent in this, and so you're like, oh, she 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 very, she changes a lot later on, and so. Uh, oh, a little uh, girl grows up. Yeah, she she grows up. That's for sure. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and and so I, I suppose from that point of view, it is very different. It is a completely innocent uh, puzzle game, and and the series is a very not innocent action violent induced game, and so that they are polar opposites. Um, this spin-off and then the mainline series. And I suppose from that perspective, I can understand how it's a little jarring maybe for people. Um, yeah, you play this with your kids. Like, oh, look. Yeah, yeah. How do we do the puzzles? Oh, look, you have a nice time. So, all right, they want to play something else in the Bayonetta series. Let's move on to Bayonetta 1 and uh, give, give them an education. Yes, that's correct. And, and that's give them a good education. Yes, and so I, I don't know what niche this fits into in terms of... So existing fans will want to check this out maybe, but new fans to the series, especially kids, if they played this, yeah, you're right. Would they, like, <laughs> how do they go, I want to play more? There's an actual mainline series. Like, they can't quite jump to that next stage because yeah. it is heavily sexualized and violent. It's very as different. As far as, like the, mar- like, the marketing or whatever goes, like, what is the plan to, like, bring in new people and offset them onto... Mm other Bayonetta products. I don't know. I guess that wasn't the, the goal. They just wanted to make this, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it might um, bring some other adult gamers into it. It, it can't be a kid's thing because uh, just how the game is. But I feel the target audience for the game is very niche and I, I, I don't know how well this game is going to sell overall. I, um, I think it's reviewed fairly well and done well enough to interest people, but just with, with everything we mentioned, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure. And, and I don't know what Nintendo or Platinum Games' expectations would be for this game. If a Bayonetta 3, I think, only just sold a million copies, um, this game's not going to sell a million copies, I would have thought. And so, um, 
yeah, interesting to I'd be I'd be good to be a fly on the wall to sort of work out what what number they're thinking is a good figure here is, is half a million at the top the number or maybe less we don't know yeah especially like now that Nintendo they're sort of in the market of selling millions and millions and millions of copies for games that they're publishing mm. um I think this is a good sign that they're still willing to publish yeah. fund things that are not that because like a lot of the the best ecosystems whether it's like within like um on gaming platforms they are made up of like the big games that you go and buy the system for but a lot of the little interesting things that's what keeps keeps you entertained and makes the system unique so like stuff like this i think it's important just to have yeah. all these different options on switch um and bayonetta fits that really well like that's something that nintendo doesn't make and spin-offs like this just really sort of encourage um people to play different types of games because even that's this, right. like Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't have like a top-down sort of puzzle game where you're playing as one character with no combat. Then you've got someone else who is doing basically all the the heavy lifting. Um, I think that's pretty neat. So I'm keen to give it a go, see what it's like, and also just see whether Nintendo keeps it coming because they're in the the last throws of the Switch, I guess. So um, mm. everything that they can sort of pay for and get out there, I guess they'll be more than willing to keep the content coming because. After Zelda, I guess things will start slowing down a little bit as far as like big Nintendo games, but we'll get more Kirby games, more ports, more stuff like this, I would imagine, which is great. That's great for me. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Just, yeah, because yeah. last year was, and, and more of into this year, it's, it's a, a year of you know Nintendo's big games again, so they've already been on the system. You know, we had already had a Splatoon and a new Splatoon came out last year. Already had a Xenoblade, had a new Xenoblade last year. Um I've already had a Zelda. Another Zelda's coming out this year. Um, and even Pikmin to a degree. I mean, Pikmin's a brand new one, so that's a little bit different. But, you know, yeah. we're getting NSO. We're getting a lot of older stuff. And so this is, yeah, great to have the different, um, same IP, but just a different experience with it. And so that's important, isn't it? Yeah, with the a Switch yeah, being no, so so old now, isn't it? So, um, so old. Yes. Um, Grandpa. Yeah, getting there. It's, uh, you know... Six years plus now, so uh, you know, <laughs> maybe a little longer to go too. But um, with this game, um, I found you had a stick for each character. It was it's jarring at times, and so I'm trying is it, to. Is it two player? Sorry, um, it is not co-op. Yeah, okay, I thought yeah, but when you're doing two characters with sticks, I'm like, there are other games that do that, mm. like um, uh, a uh, Blanc. Or blank, or whatever it's called. Yes, um, you're yeah. Controlling the deer and the fox. Yeah, like, that's a similar concept playing it single player, but you that, can also do two. That's players. co-op as well, though. Yeah, this yeah, this isn't um, co-op. So, like, tails two sons, similar thing. Yeah, like, character each sticks, but also co-op. It's kind of would it work co-op? Like obviously, I haven't played it. So it would work sure co-op. It would. You think? Um, yeah, how strange it's not. But then you you are together at times, and so like Sarays uh, is holding the cat. Sheffield oh, okay. sometimes gotcha. um, okay. to do some puzzles, and so there, there would have to be times where you're not the second place, yeah. maybe not even, doing things yeah, all even the time. If there's a mode like you know Mario Galaxy where one one character is just using the Wii mode to collect <laughs> star bits. Even if it was something like that where it's like you're not playing all the time, but when you separate, you can go off and do your own thing. Yeah, like play with your kids or something. I thought that might be a decent idea, but it doesn't bother me. I got no one to play with. <laughs> I'm not going to go and get Chantel to play with, and Lucas isn't old enough, so I'm not too worried. But I think it would be it, it would add to the game. I feel if they did have. Uh, I'm with you. I think it would have added to it a bit. Um, 
and they probably could have found a way to make it work well. Um, but I'm just, you know, Serrazes to the right of screen and Cheshire's to the left, but they're, they're left and right stick controlled respectively. And so that's jarring, just you going one way and then the other. And then I was yeah. trying to attack one and then I'm going the wrong way with one character. And then obviously I'm thinking the other character is the other stick and it's just, it's a little bit of chaos at times. You need and to take so. the Joy-Cons off. And when your characters switch, like, <laughs> you like move your arms. Move your arms. Like you follow the character, like you follow the stick with the actual character. That, that would actually work, I think. That it would. It might help your brain separate it a little bit. A little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do that though. <laughs> no. Um, the the combat's a little simple from what I've played so far. Um, I know there is a bit of a there is a skill tree, so I've unlocked a few things Ooh. there. Um, oh, I like my skill trees. There, so um, so th- there should be a little bit more um, complexity to it. But what I've seen so far is it's pretty it's pretty basic, and it's more so the story and and going through through the motion of it all. So, um, Akami life. Yes, in, in a way. <laughs> so, but um, oh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um. Yeah, this fairy tale storytelling, it just fits into it really well with Bayonetta. And so um, having a great time. I want to thank Nintendo Australia for sending um, us a copy of the game. I think you too as well, Drew, for your show. Um, yeah, so we'll keep playing it and talking about it. Um, if you're even curious about it, there is a demo out on the eShop. So give that a go first if you're on the fence. Um, but for those Bayonetta fans who... Save data as well. It does, yes. Thank you for that. Um and yeah, for those who, who love the Bayonetta series, this is definitely a worthwhile sort of purchase to sort of understand a bit more about Serraza, that really um, interesting, intricate character and how she becomes the person that she does later on. So um, any other thoughts on you, Drew? No, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Um, I've got a couple, yeah, like I said, a couple of games where I'm like, you know, I've got a week in between Resident Evil 4 and Rise of 3. So let's see if I can do this. Yeah. And if I can't, well... World will end. No. What will, what will happen? The like, like Majora's Mask, the moon will crash into the earth. Yeah, that's right. All because Drew did not play Benedict Origins. It's a razor and the lost demon. No. Uh, I, yeah. Jesus. So many games. Sorry. I'm that's all right. Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll get to the news items. Um, we had Mario Day the other day. That was last week. Happy Mario Day, Drew. I hope you oh, had a good Mario Day, Josh. Mario what a day. great day it was. Did you have a great Mar 10 day? I've got no idea what I did on the 10th of March. I can't remember. <laughs> well, you would have at least watched the final Super Mario Bros. trailer because that uh, last one was shown on the 10th of March for most I people. Did, did. Some it was the 9th, and they apologised for that in the trailer as well. I thought that was quite funny. Um, very nice of them to apologise for that and explain uh, Mario. It's, uh, you know, like, a, a, you know, May, May the... Fourth for Star Wars. This is Nintendo's one with Mario Day. And so um, we saw the Loomis steal the show in this last trailer. It's a very funny trailer with the, the Loomis saying, um, you know, the deeply profound and, uh, uh, you know, morally um, horrific uh, comments as it's looking uh, uh, very cute and, and wonderful. Um, you know, it, this is just setting up the the movie now. We're um we're so close. We're, we're a couple of weeks out. Um, we see Luigi get kidnapped. It's not a typical Peach is a damsel in distress story. We're saving Luigi here, and so we saw things from Luigi capture, DK getting power ups, and uh, Mario Kart inspired Rainbow Road battle at the end. This movie is looking epic, isn't it, Drew? I I am getting keener and keener by the day to see this. 
Yeah, I'm really keen for it as well. Every trailer I watch, I'm like, oh no, that's one less thing I'm going to be like excited about as I yeah. watch the movie. Like, it's going to be one less new thing I'm going to see because um, th- this movie is going to be great, but it's our excitement as adults. We're, we're going to get through it from this. It's just going to be, oh, that's the, that's the reference from that game. That's correct. That game. Well, that, that was a funny little quirk, but I get, ha, ha, ha. You know, that's from the Super Mario Bros. Um, cartoon or that's yep. from the, the Super Show or, you know, all these references mm. that we get um, and just like stuff like the Luma. That that was funny, but it would have been, I, I would have liked just to say it in the, in the movie. If I, if I saw it in the movie, would have, yeah, trailer. lost it. I can't help myself mm. because when they put it out. So I'm glad that it's the last one and, um, I actually forgot about the Luma section until you mentioned it. I oh, just want to no. erase. I, w- I want to erase my brain. You know, Sorry, Drew. Sort of, yeah, no, bloody hell, Josh. How dare you remind me of a, a trailer we got to talk about on the show? On news Christ. Nintendo podcast. That's correct. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I hope mm. I'm hoping I can um get the day off, go to the movies, and watch it. But I don't know. Maybe probably not. That is um a pie in the sky idea. But <laughs> I got especially with uh. Is there anything else that month? No, not really. There's definitely Zelda. Though. Zelda's a day off. That's a day yes, off. Yes, to play that. Yeah. Oh, We've got Advance Wars later that month in April. Um, and I'm sure anything NSO related will come. But um, <laughs> Just take a day off for all of it. Advance Wars, any little um, Nintendo Switch Online <laughs> drop, Mario Bros. movie. Just don't... Just I won't I won't go to work. You call, call your boss. Uh, yeah, the Nintendo released their Pokemon trading card game on the Switch. So I'm going to come in today. <laughs> Just taking the day off. Just taking the day off. Like for two hours, I want to see all this, and I just that's all right. Do nothing for the rest of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd yep. be interesting. But yeah, no, this movie looks great, man. It's going to be. I'm on a high as far as video game adaptations go at the moment. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us TV show was just unreal, and it was amazing. Uh, that that was a that was very that was a great experience to go through. Someone who loves the game, who's played it before. Um, that that game was like adapted to a T. Like the story beats, everything that happened in the game was um, sort of adapted into the TV series. Some stuff was um, changed um, thematically and story wise, but for the most part, you can sort of if you played the game, you can remember the lines in the game. You could talk along with the characters because the lines were pretty well shared. Um, and it was yeah. interesting just seeing how uh, it was interesting seeing how the same story was adapted into a TV series because typically we see like the Sonic movie. It's just like, Hey Sonic and he's in the real world. And it's just a complete different story. You know, the, yeah. the Sonic games don't have like as in depth story as the last of us or whatever. And um, it's similar to, you know, the Mario Mario movie where we are seeing this world adapted into a movie and a series. Mm. It's got, it's completely voiced, which it wasn't in the games. And the sort of, uh, What's going to be so exciting about this is just just seeing it come to life. Whereas, yeah. you know, in a 2D platformer or even Mario Odyssey, you know, it's not just every little bit of animation and every scene will just be full of just uh, just eye-watering content, which I'm excited about. Mm. It, it's it's going to give these characters some real time to shine um, because, yeah, you're right, Nintendo, very basic light on story, and so... They're taking the basic premise of a kidnapping, Bowser's the bad guy, let's stop him. Um, there was even a quote I saw recently where one of the Illumination workers mentioned, we're giving personality to some of these boring characters. And so um, 
that, that's gonna be great. Like these loomers are gonna be amazing. I think they're gonna they they're gonna seal the show. They're like the minions of uh, you know despicable me. I feel you could really make them funny yeah. and hilarious. Um, we're gonna see a lot more of Peach. Um, like Donkey Kong's gonna speak, and you know we're gonna find out what he's like as a person. So it's yeah, they're gonna add a lot to these characters that the games haven't so far, and and, and that excites me for what bodes to come for games they make with these characters post this movie. Like, um, are we going to see a lot more personality, a lot more, maybe more voice acting or something? That's, uh, we'll have to wait and see. That will be interesting. I don't think it will affect the games, to be honest with you. You don't think I so? Don't think... No, I don't think so. Even uh, slightly? Not even a slight evolution? Like, some people are saying, like, um, are they going to bring, like, a Super Mario Brothers the movie of the game? Like, <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. I don't think so. I think... I think Mario in the in the game universe is what Shigeru Miyamoto made him to be, and you know Shigeru he worked alongside Illumination to you know bring the character to life, and the decisions were made you know to voice act him with uh, you know big stars, you know Chris Pratt and all that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's going to be its own thing, and it will be its own thing in the film universe, and I don't think there's really a need to change the games up, but. Yeah, I don't know. There might be some things like we could sort of look at and be like, I would like to see this represented more in the games, like all the minions and that, not just being like walking left and right, just and you jump on them and they die. Like having them have a bit more personality with their voices and sounds and all that. That might be something yeah. that we want want in the games. Yeah, and maybe Mario saying a couple more things rather than just going woohoo yaha. Yeah, that's for right. the most part. That was we got that Super Mario sixty four had limited space. Um, didn't have like space to be like fully voiced dialogue throughout no. the whole game and it kind of just stuck as that like you know mm. mario sunshine didn't really move the needle for 3d platformers bit of voice acting um, though in, in sunshine that's, true. Al that's yeah, always fun that uh, that blew my mind when that first happened yeah but not with mario though mario no sort of, no he's sort of just, the same like he was a big evolution from um mario world to mario 64 but we never really saw anything after that yeah so maybe maybe the multimedia sort of push is what we need to get him voiced a bit more. Not by Chris Pratt in the games, Jesus Christ. Like I got nothing against Chris Pratt, <laughs> nothing against him in the movie, but I don't think we need Chris Pratt no. voice Mario games. I Correct. Think Charles Martinet, I think. No, no, he could just say a couple of more things. I'm with you. I think uh, a little bit more. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying the movie might have a few things that will rub off to these games, and I, I think that's I think that's a possibility. So. Definitely a possibility. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'd love to see it. Yeah. That's good. So, not long now. Very keen for this. Um, it'll be good. Uh, Fire Emblem DLC. So, we've got um, the Wave 3 has come out the other week. Um, this is really good, these waves. There's four of them. Um, they're shooting them all out pretty quickly because they're very much integrated in story. And so... Um, so with Wave 3, um, you get the following emblems added to your team. You get Chrom and Robin, the emblem of Bonds, and then you get Veronica, the emblem of Heroes as well. Um, and so uh, other updates include from Chapter 7 forward, you'll be able to exchange items at the Ancient Well on the Somnial. Um, you can talk to the proprietor of the Armatory. Um, you can now use inherent skills in the arena. And then there's been other issues fixed as part of your gaming experience. And so... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Fix my issues. Woohoo! Fix um, my life issues as well. Just fix everything. <laughs> and, uh, is there a patch for that? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. What, what can't Nintendo do, you know? So, um, <laughs> Wave 3 out now. That's good. Um, 
I, I am still trying to play through this. I played a bit last week. I was going to like to get back onto the train. Um, and then I just got to a stage where I could not fix or get out of a scenario where my, one of my characters would die. And so I rage quit and like, and I haven't to pick myself up to play it yet. So, um, I still, I want to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to get to it. But, uh, you know, I just spent an hour on that stage and then I get very close to the end. And then like, in that one of the characters, Louie, who I don't want to die has died and I can't fix it. Um, no, I gotta, I gotta do something. So frustrating, isn't it? It can I be was, sometimes. I was almost there last night doing the final boss in Atelier Riser, and like I had one character left, yeah, like with no health, and I had to, I had like the most minuscule amount of HP in the boss to do. I'm like, no, don't. If I die now, I'm gonna be so grumpy. But yes, correct. I, I use healing items. I beat it. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, you got there. I, just, I, I felt I felt the angry Drew come like he's in the guts. He's like, "Come on, Drew, when am I? When am uh, I ready to come out?" I'm like, "All right, no, stay down there, mate." Yeah, correct. Yeah, J- Josh is pretty uh, placid and timid when it comes to maintaining his emotions, and so when uh, something like that happens, you know, it's uh, not good. The jumping up and down and just uh, swearing. <laughs> I just imagine you on the couch, just like playing your switch. Michaela looks over, a tear yeah. just rolls down your eye. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it bottled up inside. And she goes, she says, now that's my man. That's my man. His emotions. He's showing it an emotion. Yeah, don't you? (laughs) Tears of the kingdom right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I I don't want, I don't want him to die. So that was the thing. So I just, uh, you know, if it was one of the other characters, I might've been a bit more impartial to it, but uh, not, not, not Louis, my, uh, my sweet boy, Louis. You're playing on playing on a like hardcore mode or whatever or i was i've had to lower it so i'm on, yeah. I'm on normal now so like, like fire emblem is so much fun a character dies you know oh my god i'm gonna just rage quit and not play it again that's right that's right so much fun this mode <laughs> <laughs> i'm, I'm having a right? good time i'm telling you please yeah, please a, believe me yeah to me that sounds like an awful time yeah that's no, been good but yes i've got it set on normal casual i'm like if a character dies i'm like you'll be back you'll be right it's not really dead. No, you're not dead. No, it's like right. a Pokemon. You just fainted. <laughs> yeah, just go bring you to the Pokemon Center to, to heal you up. Yeah, on my battlefield, it's just like the HP goes to zero. They go, oh, my God, oh, they faint. And they just pick them up after the battle. Yeah, that's the setting you've got. Yeah. No, no, fair enough. Something to consider, you know. <laughs> that, that's a frustrating bit. So, yeah, it eliminated altogether. Do do you put it on that because you enjoy it, or are you like, oh look, people are gonna look down on me. I got to put it on hard mode because I'm a real gamer. Like, what's your um, what's your sort of vibe going on there? It's the unique part of Fire Emblem as a series, mm-hmm. and so I want to experience that. Um, and so yeah, I yeah, um, I'm with you though because it it does bring a bit of anxiety and a bit of uh, you know I don't want it to happen when it does happen, and so. Um, it means you do a lot of uh, reruns and playthroughs again, but um, they're meant to be hard games. I, I feel if you're just playing it normally and just breeze through, you're just sort of doing things to the True. hell of doing yeah. it. So I think you've got to have a bit of that, um, that uh, you know, um, a repercussion of not doing things the right way. And so um, because it's there, I feel like I improved as a player playing Fire Emblem and with the strategy and where to place players and things. So I, th- I think it's important for that reason. Yeah, no, fair enough. Beautifully said. Put me to shame. All right. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're not a real <laughs> Nintendo gamer, Drew. You're not a no, you're I'm not a hardcore not a player. One. I'm a fake one. I'm yeah. like um. Yeah. Get back like to your Wii, playing Wii Sports, mate. 
keep waggling that Wii mate. No, oh, I do love Wii Sports. Nice. I do love to waggle in Wii Sports a bit. I just sit there in a chair and just waggle away. Yeah, just playing tennis. This is the time for you to zoom in that you were doing before. Oh, no, let me lean in. Lean in, zoom, yeah. Oh, let me, let me waggle in. What, what is this show now? Goodness. Well, let's waggle down again. Your lips are so luscious, Jerry. That's just, that's I feel a bit dry, actually. Can I say that out loud? That's all right. Keep moving on. Um, bug. <laughs> Doug Bowser. I said bug. Uh, Doug, Doug Bowser. Jesus Christ. Doug Bowser interview. He, um, <laughs> Doug, Bowser. Doug Bowser interview. I said it right. <laughs> little tugboat Bowser. Tug Bowser. Doug Bowser interview. He, uh, he, he's saying things that are worrying people, Drew. Um, so we're going to put these people's minds right. at ease, I think. Um, the Associated Press interviewed him. They asked him a whole bunch of things about Super Mario World and, um, just gaming in general, and and what they think about the Switch, you know, like when's the new Switch coming out? They ask. What time? What kinds of new features and capabilities would you like to see? And so this was his response. Um, as we enter the seventh year for the Switch, sales are still strong. I think we have a very very strong lineup coming. Um, as Mr. Fukawa said recently, we're entering uncharted territory with the platform. It's exciting to see that demand is still there. So nothing to announce on any future console device, but we are still feeling very bullish on. Nintendo Switch. I should be careful about what I personally would like to see in the new Switch, but what I can share is that one of the reasons that we go into years that we are still that even going into year seven, we feel very confident that Switch has a strong performance over the next few years. That is truly a unique device that can play in a variety of ways at home, on the go. One of the things we look at always is how we can surprise and delight how we can introduce new unique ways of playing that's always in front of our mind so a couple of things from that uh, i think a bit of worry that uh, you know a uh, strong performance over the next few years for the switch what well, that's you know three four years maybe um and that the fact that um you know they want to bring something unique and so is the switch is the switch 2 going to be the switch is the next console going to be a switch 2 is it going to be uh, something completely different and so um what do you make of this drew is it just uh, you know he's just saying things um without saying <coughs> saying things or he's just gonna you know we all for all we know we could get a switch to announcement next week you know as uh has been the past they say there's nothing coming and then they announce something the month after um i, I think he said a lot of nothing i don't know yeah. this this is an answer that just every nintendo spokesman has ever said when asked about another console or whatever, like if th- if Reggie was still in the president's chair, he would have said the exact same thing. This is yeah. just a, this is just marketing speak. As far as you know, they can't say anything, but they've got to say, "Well, the product we got now is just fantastic. You should go and buy three of them." So okay, well maybe I'll, maybe there's right a Zelda one coming yeah. out. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I will. But just because the Switch is going to be around doesn't mean that another system isn't going to be around. Like 3DS yeah, stuck around, that's it. Wii stuck around. Um, DS stuck around like you know these systems didn't go anywhere when another system come out especially if the next platform like if the next platform is just like Switch 2 um, plays different games more powerful still hybrid still handheld um, there's there's still a great reason for the Switch to be around it like they lower the price it's um, even like people a brand new market of people come into it with a just a real cheap price yeah thing. that's right or it could be completely different and the Switch is just its own own thing that people will still want. Like, say, if they do go to a um, just a 
a console under a TV again, which I don't think they will, but say they did, um, the Switch still has a great use case of why you should have one. It's a it's a handheld with great battery life and a massive library of games. There's no reason for it to disappear just because another platform comes out. So him saying Switch is going to be around for a few more years, that's that's not a concern. That's actually a good thing. The Switch is still healthy. I want it to stay around even with another platform coming out. Because um, I always look back on it, say, when the Switch came out and they're still making 3DS games. So at the time, I was like, stop making 3DS games. I just want to play <laughs> games on Switch. But looking back on it, I'm like, I wish I'd just kept kept playing my 3DS. Like, they're still... A That's lot right. Of them were, a lot of them were just like um, ports and remakes, say of like the Mario and Luigi games, and there was Samus Returns game, yeah, and there was just um, stuff like that. New out. Kirby, so, a remake for Kirby, yeah. If WarioWare Gold, which is probably yeah. probably the best WarioWare game, it's really like, good. On, like it's just a culmination of every WarioWare yeah. game apart from Get It Together. So. Like, you know, a lot of good stuff comes out at the end. It's not like the, the big bangers necessarily. It's not going to be your Mario's or Kid Icarus or well, maybe Kid Icarus. But um, yeah, I think it's a it's a good place to be for a, a healthy system. So no That's concerns right. there. Yeah, but, I'm with you. I think uh, yeah. this does nothing to sort of deter um, the prospect of a new console coming out next year or, or sorry, no. hybrid console, whatever, next year. And so, um, yeah, he's just saying the political, uh, he's just being... Uh, Polite and saying the answer he needs to say, um, and yeah, yeah. E- even even with my show, I recorded a couple of weeks, oh, sorry, a couple of days ago, and I didn't even put this in my show because yeah. I'm I'm just it's a solo show, so I'm talking about myself, and I have got nothing really to to say about it. it. It is just him saying what he needs. So he's like, oh, well, what's the next system going to be? Of course, he's not going to be like, all right, guys, sit down. You got fucking no idea. Is it exclusive? Oh, now that you asked, yeah. It just sits in gets there. it out on his phone. I've been dying to talk about it. Just yeah. no one cares. No one asks <laughs> about it. Uh, but let's let's sit down. Like this thing has like great graphics. Wow, I could see. Oh, wait, that's just my reflection. The system's not on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, the top of my head's looking real smooth today. Those oh, graphics, God, they look geez. great. I've had a great shave on that, that top of that head. <laughs> no, you're right. So uh, we will see. Um, it has nothing. You know, n- nothing, ri- yeah, you're right. Nothing really was said there. So, um, do not worry, fans. Um, in the meantime, though, we've got new NSO games. And so, um, these are all in the basic tier. Um, we've got a couple of Game Boy games, a SNES game, and a NES game, which we haven't had since um, last year with uh, Earthbound and then Earthbound Beginnings. So, over a year ago. Um, but uh, on the Game Boy, we've got Kirby's Dream Land 2. Also on the Game Boy, Burger Time Deluxe, and then Side Pocket for the SNES, and then Xevious for the NES. And so, um, a few little, you know, a combination of games here together. Um, no sole announcement like we got for Metroid Fusion last week. Um, good to see that they're providing these games for the basic tier service. Um, obviously, Game Boy's probably going to get a lot more games over time. Um, but for SNES and NES, you know, they're not forgotten now. There are there are games for them. Um, Side pockets, uh, you know, uh, you know, a pool game. Xevious is, uh, you know, um, you going across trying to shoot things down, getting a high score, and then uh, Kirby's Kirby, and then Burger Time Deluxe is you going up and down ladders trying to build a burger um, and not get hit by uh, I'm not sure some some sort of monster. So um, <laughs> none of these games really tickle my fancy, but uh, is there anything here, Drew, that uh, that does for you? No, I'm in another Kirby game. It's cool, but yeah. Um, I'm playing through 
uh, Return to Dreamland Deluxe at the moment, so I don't need another Kirby game. But it's great that it's there. Yep. I think it's good that we're getting more SNES and NES games. We've obviously ran out of the the big games come to the service, but you know other companies don't want to re release by themselves, like Mega Man and Castlevania. Yeah, that's right. Like that. Um. So nothing too exciting, but it's good just to have games like this come to it. Like I said with um, you know, Bayonetta Origins, it's good just to have you know, a good library of games to play. And I think um, a lot of the good stuff about this service, especially on a handheld like this, like Side Pocket, I don't think a lot of people w- would have looked at Side Pocket and go, oh, my God, I remember playing that as a kid and we had so much mm. fun playing pool on the Super Nintendo. It was amazing, but it might be fun just as a h- historical thing just to have load up on your handheld and play when you've got a little bit of time here and there. So it's good that it's, it's here. Just the more games, the merrier. Um, That's right. But yeah, I don't really, I don't have any attachment to any of these, obviously. But no, um, yeah, and, and I was reading a lot of comments on the Nintendo's YouTube when they announced it, and, and the, the overall was like, yeah, maybe not for everyone, but they're glad that NES and SNES are getting games, and so there'll be months yeah. where you get something that you like, and there'll be months that you don't, and so, um, yeah, they just got to keep feeding through, and you know, this annual of the current NES and SNES stuff is probably not ideal, but you know, we've obviously had. GBA, Game Boy Advance, and Nintendo 64 stuff in the meantime, So, um, w- along with Mega Drive. So um, it's getting pretty good now, the service. There's a lot a lot of stuff going on, um, announcements uh, pretty well, pretty frequently now. So, so it's good. All right. Um, we are very close to the end of the death for the Wii U and 3DS eShops. Um, these have been around for a long time. Um, we've had an announcement over a year ago that... Um, the eShop's closed, so um, on the 27th of March is the last day to buy these games. Um, if you don't have money on your account, link it to your Switch, um, add some funds through that, and you'll be able to purchase some last-minute Wii U and 3DS titles. Um, you don't have long now, so eight days for us at the recording of this podcast. Um, we're seeing a few games get a bit of a fire sale, so last chance to pick them up before a lot of them are permanently, like, you can't really get them anywhere else. So um, I'm looking at the Wii U one. Um, things like the Darksiders War Mastered Edition is 70% off at $7.80. These are all Australian prices. You know, 70% off Darksiders 2. Um, you got things like Shantae, a whole bunch of the Shantae games, heavily discounted. Shovel Knight as well, that's 85% off. Um, so there's some, you know, some decent games here that you might want to pick up while you can. A lot of the SteamWorld dig and similar heist games as well so um for the 3ds some similar things um we got uh cooking mama sweet shop that was 80 percent off <laughs> these are massive discounts um again treasure trove on the 3ds was a shovel knight game that's 85 percent off um again the steamworld games steamworld heist steamworld dig and dig 2 all 80 percent off so um they're worth picking up they're they're good games and so consider picking them up um there been anything you picked up recently, Drew? I think I think I've recall you saying you're pretty done here and uh, um, you're ready to, to move on. Yeah, for the most part, I um I bought a I bought some stuff on the virtual console for 3ds. There was yep. a, I forgot what it was. It's a Pokemon puzzle game. I just bought that. Yeah. Um, and also the Pokemon Dream Radar for 3ds as well, where you can interact with um, legendary Pokemon um, from black and white and get different forms and put them oh, into. Nice black and white game so i made sure i had that yep. that was about three dollars fifty or so so yeah nothing too much there 
Um, on the Wii U side, um, I I probably will pick up a couple of DS games just because you know the Wii U is just the perfect place to to play DS games just with the yeah. bottom screen. I've been really enjoying playing games on my TV, and it's I've always been like a handheld first person, but this year I've just been playing mainly on TV. Mm. Um, and I've been really enjoying like playing the Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games on TV, and it's the same with DS. So I've been looking at ways to play on the TV, and there's really not that good a method, really. But the Wii yep. U is just custom, literally custom made to have the dual screen experience. So yeah. I'm gonna play some DS games on there. I want to pick up some Pokemon Ranger games um, because I haven't played um, them. Um, there's uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of the Sky. That was a, a great DS game. Yeah. That's on there. Um, so I'm getting to play that. Um, otherwise, there's a Mario Kart DS. I actually have Mario Kart DS, so I don't have to pick that one up. But I was playing it the other day because I picked up my gamepad just to make sure my Wii U was still working. <laughs> yes, after that article. That was, yeah, but it was getting bricked. I'm like, oh, I better check on it. Uh, but it's still going, so I just got got up some Mario Kart DS. And I've got to say that if you guys want a good battle mode, Mario Kart DS has the best battle mode. It's great. Bar none. Like, it's so good. A lot... A lot of people will turn to Mario Kart 64, which is amazing. Block Fort is the best tra- uh, the best battle arena. But Mario Kart DS, it, 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 you can use its um, eight-player battle mode with CPUs, and it has Block Fort. So yeah. I'd definitely say go and go and play Mario Kart DS sure. on the big screen. Can you can you blow into the mic? Because I know the Wii U gamepad's got a mic hole. Yeah, I was is it, is it the it. same thing? I was blowing into it. It wasn't doing anything to blow up the balloons because you start off with one balloon, you've got to blow up the rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, I was spitting all over, you know, my my gamepad and it wasn't doing much. So I don't know. Mm. You're, pre- like you're pretty good with blowing. So if you can't do it, I can't do it. I won't be able to do it yeah, with no, my I'm gamepad. Great, I'm, I'm right. a great blower. Yeah, right. that's for sure. I won't bother. Um, oh, that, that was great. That was a great, great game mode. That was, uh, that's oh, so good. Like the best one, I I wholeheartedly agree with you there. So, um, I, I don't know how because they they obviously did three DS sorry DS games on the Wii U and they did it well. Um, I just don't know for Switch, is it going to work the same? Are they able to you know adapt these games so that you can play on a TV without touch screen, as well as handheld where you you could do it with touch and that'd be easier to do obviously. Um, will they introduce a DS service where you can't play unless it's handheld? I don't know because you have to use touchscreen. I just yeah, things like that. I'm uh, yeah. Well, yeah. some games you don't have to use use the touchscreen. I guess yeah. Like Mario Kart DS, like you know, you touch the touchscreen to change your map perspective on the yeah. bottom screen. But for the most part, you know, you're, you're not actually doing anything unless you're like you're making an emblem yeah. or maybe use it to navigate the the menu or something. Yeah. But so maybe they nerf those. Things, but that means yeah. they have to adapt them, and so that—that's um, yeah, it's what's got me a little, you know, concerned. Yeah, because on the Wii U, they've got they've got like multiple different um, positions for the two screens, and there's one position where you have got like the top screen is like the main screen, which is yeah. taking up like one side, and you've got like a little little screen just on the side, which is the bottom screen. So you could yeah. do that on Switch, but it does limit you of what games you can play there, which you know a lot for of sure. the the more unique stuff, which you probably will want to play, is obviously holding it with the stylus. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, you know, th- there's no better way of playing DS games on the TV than the Wii U. Unless yeah. you've got one of those uh, capture cards that allows you to hook up a DS um, to, a, to a TV and just play on a DS. 
apart from that, yeah, that's uh, no, that's, that's the way. way to do it. That's right. So, um, get in there while you can. There's still a few days to go. Um, I, I want to pick up. I'm going to pick up. Um, uh, Super Mario RPG. Um, Affordable Space Adventures looks really fun. That's not on sale. I think you can get it on Steam though. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. I just like if I can play it on my Wii U. What is that game? I feel like I had that game. Yeah, it's it's uh, one of the more higher rated games that well, I think was exclusive to the Wii U for a while and I think has become available on Steam as well. So, um, yeah, so so things like that. I might pick up... I've got um, Pokemon Yellow on my 3DS. I might pick up Crystal as well, um, just in case Definitely they don't bring it up. Definitely pick up Crystal because yeah. um, it's got the Celebi event in it. Oh, okay. So you can catch Celebi. Nice. Um, in crystal, which um, yeah, and if you had the original games, you would have had to go to a very specific event and to, get a, to do it. Um, yeah, objectives into your game. Mm. So. I played a silver growing up, so I never played crystal. So uh, it'd be cool to go through that again. Um, play as a girl. The girl, that's right. A few different features. So First Pokemon game you can play as a female. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's that's right. So um, a little, little sad because I I love the th- where you eShop and the music and always like scrolling through the virtual console and other things on sale there. So, um, sad time that, uh, you know, after this, it's just the Nintendo Switch eShop. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it. the 3DS one, I, I went on the 3DS eShop all the time. I loved going on there, just perusing through what's going on. And you know, it's similar now to what I do with the Switch eShop. I spend a lot of time just on the eShop. Um, yeah, I just window shop yeah. half the time. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great place to, um, you know, buy games. I, I didn't buy my full releases. I was a physical man on the 3DS. Yeah. Um, just exclusive stuff. There was a bunch of stuff. I think um, like Mighty Switch Force 1 and 2, I think they were picking up. They're on your list. That's uh, yes. stuff that's on sale. They were a lot of fun. And the 3DS is the best place to play it because it really used like the 3D to, um, like you could jump into the background, you could jump back. Um, that was a really great use of it, which I really enjoyed. Um, even like the Steam World Dig games, I first played Steam World Dig on um, 3DS. And Steam World Dig Two, that was that came later than the 3DS, I think. It, it came out on Switch first. Okay. Maybe I just I, I just really wasn't paying attention to 3DS at the time. So yeah, um, they're available on both. Yeah. On 3DS. Mm. But uh, yeah, all the Steam World games, they're they're great on 3DS. That's where they first found their home. And Gunman Clive, actually, that's that's worth picking up. So that's a dollar fifty, and it was only two dollars fifty anyway. <laughs> but that, that was a, that was a lot of fun to play. Yeah. On um, 3DS, I think it's on Wii U as well. I yeah. Think there's a collection of both on Switch. Gunman Clive HD collection is on sale. It's two sixty now instead of five twenty, so that's fifty percent off. Um, cool. Yeah. Yep. And then a so couple yeah, of the Gunmans um, on 3DS. Yep. That's that's worth picking up. It's just like a very basic um, platformer where you play as a cowboy and you got a gun. Yeah, it just feels really satisfying, just like yeah. the way the bullet flies through and hits your enemies. It just had a real satisfying play to it. It's only like an hour or two; it doesn't take long. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's, no, it's a great game on 3DS. Yeah. So yeah, there's a bunch of stuff here which is going to be, yeah, it's going to be sad when it goes. But I don't blame Nintendo for shutting down the services. No. It is. Yeah. It's it's, it's a cost. It's a risk. Um, you know, they've removed credit card support. Um, recently for those in the States and, but that's been the thing for years for us in Australia. And so, um, you know, it's a cost for them to maintain and support it. And so it's one less system, a couple less systems for them to, to do. So, mm. and um, if you are listening to this after you missed the, the boat, um, it's pretty easy to, to hack these systems. Just letting you know. 
Thanks, thanks, Drew. No worries, mate. No, that's uh, I do need to potentially may or may not look into that for some reason. I don't know why yeah. I would, but uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> just in See, case. I've, I've got my um, I got my 3ds with all my purchases on it, my um, ambassador certificate, all that. But I've also got a new 2ds XL, which um, is it logged in for you? It's not logged in for me, and it's had um, had some things done to it, and it's yeah. uh, it works well. Yeah. So just. Good thing this isn't recorded and Nintendo, it's not like they could find this and uh, get you in trouble. That's good. They've, 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 they've done nothing on this, I believe. And so they did something a few years yeah, ago, be but they've been pretty good on it. So. I'll be in the police station. They'll bring up an episode of Nintendvania. I point to it. I'm like, oh, look, oh, that, that wasn't Drew. That was, that was Stu, my brother. Uh, <laughs> Don't get him. Stu, I'm Drew. <laughs> Stu and Drew, I like it. <laughs> No, I'll back you. I'll back you. Thanks, mate. All right. Um, thank you, Drew, for coming on. Before we finish, I always like to f- uh, find something a little bit interesting. And so um, for this episode of Weird Nintendo, we're going to talk about people on eBay trying to sell extremely rare Pokemon cards. And so this one was described as near-perfect condition. It was... One of those holographic illustrator Pikachu cards for sale. Oh, I believe yeah, this was... Right. Yeah. Uh, do you know about these? Something from the late 90s, and apparently there's up to 40 known to exist. It was a Japanese promotional card released in 1998. So, And this particular card had a PSA 8 grading. Um, and the starting bid was 480000 US dollars. Which is... It's 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 a bargain, isn't it, Drew? What, what do you think? I'm gonna get the card up. I, I can't even show justify you. Spending thousand dollars for GameCube games, let alone nine hundred thousand American for for something. A card. Yeah. So this is it. Um, mm-hmm. this there was one the following year that sold for nine hundred thousand dollars. This is a, a tweet about that. But um, I imagine it must be very rare. But Pokemon, Pokemon cards, they're they're crazy, aren't they? Just the, the amount of demand and hype and just, you know, something new comes out and gets sold straight away, doesn't it? These holographic cards, the reselling that goes on. I I'm I come from it from a, the sidelines. I don't really know too much about it, but uh, I know that you have a little oh, bit I to dabbled. do with it. It was a mistake. Yeah. yeah. That was an expensive mistake. I was trying to get I was trying to get a Charizard in um Shining Fates, I think it was, and Christ of my, I, I literally spent a thousand bucks all up, not not all at a time, but over time, you know, getting like a hundred dollar um, case here and there and whatever. I, I never found it. I should have just bought it. If I just bought it for like a four hundred dollar card and just like, cool, I've got it. That I would have been so far ahead. Um, I guess you don't get the the rush of of pulling it necessarily, but yeah. So after that, I'm like, no, man. Like 2020, you sort of just like you know you sort of sat inside, or well for me I wasn't sat inside. I was I was working a lot more actually, um, so you sort of like looking at all this Pokemon craze like ah, especially all your all my friends were into it as well, and we had like a Facebook group just like talking about it and they were looking for it and it's sort of like it's just you're encouraging each other and sparing it, it on. Yeah, that's all right. It got messy. It got messy. But um, you're out of it now. Like, it, it doesn't really. In this news like this doesn't even phase me now. Like you're just so used to seeing like oh big Pokemon cards sold for 
like such a high number, you're like, okay, that's uh, that's good. Cool. Who buys oh, these oh. though? Who has the money to do it? I just Does it say in the article who bought it. Because like no, it doesn't. Not, it it no, didn't. Oh, it didn't go for sale. They tried to sell it for four hundred eighty thousand. Got no bids. Um, but a, a similar card sold for nine hundred thousand dollars last year. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, you know, um, just just exuberant prices for you know um, children's cardboard. That uh, you know children's cardboard. Uh, this is what yeah. the the uh, article describes it as. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. crazy uh, Pokemon yeah, at, at, at packs. The um, last year, I there was a, a stall that just sold Pokemon cards as they were. Like you go through them and like pick out the ones you want to buy. I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll just pay five dollars for this rare card. I would have been excited about, but like the pack itself costs five or well, over five dollars anyway, and the rest is just sort of junk <laughs> in some ways. This one doesn't throw it out straight away. Yeah, God. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pokemon cards, dangerous stuff. Yeah, I don't want to get into it for that reason. Um, I've got friends as well who uh, love to collect it and play it. So I just, yeah, if I say out of it, I'll be good, right? Because I got bad with the Mebo. Get into drugs. Yeah, it'll be a lot be, cheaper. Be cheaper. <laughs> be cheaper. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Get addicted to meth or mm, something. Yep. And um, you'll be like, oh, look, I'm saving money. It's not Pokemon cards, at least. It's not Pokemon cards, at least. At least you're in, you good lump a therapist. It doesn't take up room in your house. Oh, yeah, like it, you know, there's a few upsides. You're selling it, Drew. You're selling it. You're selling it? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Uh, don't do drugs. That's, that's all right. Uh, Drew, thank you so much for coming on. Um, very much appreciated. I, uh, you're uh, my partner in crime when it comes to podcasting. A very good friend as well. Uh, where can people find you if they want to hear more from you? Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash iDruby. Check out my YouTube channel. That's where the House of Mario podcast is, as well as the podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go and check it out there. Apart from that, yeah, if you just want to see me talk about games and stuff on Twitter and Facebook, that's pretty much it. You're very good at it. You're good at what you do. Um, you know, you got some big goals as well for this year. Um, good with your unboxing videos as well. So uh, you're doing good stuff, mate. Uh, keep it up. Yeah, thank you very much. You too, man. Always enjoy the show. And I'm sad that this week it's just going to come to my podcast feed and it's going to be, oh. Don't get to listen to it now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I feel like I've had this conversation before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'll have to uh, never ask you on the show again. That's what. Uh, that's what it sounds like. No, I don't want that. No, that's all right. Start the please. I really am. Maybe do a different episode this week. So I've got one just to listen to. Okay, I get you. Show. That's what I'm asking for. Yeah, yeah. Just do a solo show afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me a show. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Think about it. Show, Josh. That's it. (laughs) Thanks everyone else for listening as well. We'll be back in a couple of weeks um, to talk probably Mario movie and more. Um, Until then, we'll catch you later. See you guys. Bye.